Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil Potter. Hi there. Four topics, 15 minutes each. We're just killing time. We'll kill it with us. Our Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is the number 4C podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen to us on the Riotcast Network, Riotcast.com. Today's guest is one of the hottest comics in the country right now. He has appeared on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, Conan, James Corden. He's all over Comedy Central with hit albums. And his own Amy Schumer Presents Comedy Central special called Positive Influence. He was the host of his own show on MSG. That's the Madison Square Garden Network here in New York. Knicks Rangers. It was called People Talking Sports. He is also the co-host of the Keeping Joe podcast, also on the Riotcast Network, where he carries the two stiffs, Phil Hanley and Joe Mackey. It's the kid, Sam Morrow. Sammy, welcome to Four yeah. Corners. Oh, I thought you were reaching out to like, touch I'll me. give you that. <laughs> right. Yeah. That deserves a I high five, man. Damn. Yeah, there, there was a, it's so, I, I text one of the guys from the People Talking Sports show yesterday. I was like, thank God I'm not on air because I, I couldn't have handled what happened yesterday in, in a positive way. <laughs> I remember when they signed Tim Hardaway Jr. to a huge contract that I went on air and I just trashed it for like five minutes. And like, yeah, we, you're on the team's network. Yeah, you can't yeah. do that. Well, we're going to do a whole segment All of right. it in a couple of minutes. All right. Let's talk about you. What When I called you the kid, can you tell everybody how this started? Like, this is between you and Joe Backey. Who? Joe Mackey and I have a feud, and, oh. and and comics get it. A lot of people don't get. I mean, we. I just trash him. Now. I've known him for probably thirteen years. Yeah, it's just I met him at the comic strip on the Upper East Side, and it just started out of the gate. We just kind of he was already funny in the. We were in a comedy class, right? I mean, a lot of people are like a comedy class is scams, and it's like kind of, but only if you expect something. I didn't expect anything out of it. Right. I just want you doing open mics. You just want a room of people that are going to listen. Yeah, it right. works. So yeah, they listen. And D. F. Sweetler, the guy who taught the class, was really patient and nice to us. So I I liked it. I I enjoyed it. Right. And Mackie was in the class, and I, I just hear a squeaky voice weirdo. And I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> but he had funny jokes already. Yeah. So. I kind of gravitated towards him, and we kind of became friendly already. And then it just turned into us just, just destroying each other all day. <laughs> we kind of fell out of touch for like a year because, you know, you just starting out in comedy. He was working the door. I was like working the door at, I think, maybe like Broadway Comedy Club, and he was working the door at like Ha Comedy Club. We both were, we were both in dungeons <laughs> and just pits of despair. And uh, Mackie and I, then we reconnected doing Late Night, the comic strip. So it was always the comic strip on the Upper East Side. And we just became... You know, when you're killing time, you know how it is in New York and like L.A., I feel like you're bouncing around because like you're in your own car. But in New York, you got to hang out. Right. So we had to hang out. And, and it you just get turns stuck into at abuse. these places. Yeah, yeah. It just turns into you <laughs> abusing your because you get bored. So how do you get to the kid? The kid, I think, I don't know how the kid started. I think it started <laughs> with, I would say, I think I would just. 
I don't remember you. <laughs> I think the kid is always cool. It's like Butch Cassidy and the yeah. Sundance Kid. I right. think the kid just always was like a nickname of someone cool. But why was like you wanted it and then he wanted it and then you wanted it? I think it he only of... wanted it because I wanted it. <laughs> so I think I started calling myself the kid and he's like, no, I'm the kid. And I was like, hey. And then it turned into a whole thing. So I'll, I'll be on the road and people will be walking out and I'll get either you're the kid or I'll get Mackie's the kid. Oh, wow. If they see me at the bar, they're like, Mackie's the, the kid. Nickname. People That's like, cool. I feel like I've taken on the role as a heel on our podcast. <laughs> kind of. I've kind of embraced it so there are people that enjoy watching me just abused like joe like last yesterday like i would just trash him on twitter like he posted something about his show he we made a bet who would sell more tickets he's at helium in buffalo and i'm at helium in philly next right. weekend so his show got canceled on thursday for <laughs> buffalo so i'm already i'm yeah, already yeah. i'm already destroying him <laughs> yeah. and then on top of that uh he's going up against sebastian maniscalco in buffalo so i was like oh. hell yeah this guy just sold out four shows at the garden he's gonna crush yeah. you so then i see that guy so he's like my show's got canceled so i wrote something like yeah uh weather inside the club hacky with a chance of bombing all weekend <laughs> so people like and then i get people like piling right. on him or I get people being like leave joe alone right. so it's just a fun way well he is technically it's weird because you're younger than him you really were the kid when you started right right and so you really but he looks young you know, he looks young and he's got that you know he walks around like a kid like he's got that voice and he's got like a backpack like and wherever he's got he goes, energy. he looks like a giant fourth grader. At the cellar party, Mackie, like everyone thinks he's this good little farm boy. Yeah, how he looks, but he like he drinks everyone under the table yeah, and yeah. he holds it. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's kind of a he is kind of got kid like behavior. So, yeah, Joe is at the cellar party the other night. He was there till like six thirty a.m. He was guest bartending. And I was like, this guy is, and that, but then he's got that kid like fear that he's always in trouble. So right. I took a picture of him guest bartending, <laughs> and he's like, don't post that. He is innocent. <laughs> I mean, you are the New Yorker. You're the savvy one, and he's like the middle Pennsylvania rube. But know? that's what he wants you to think. But then yeah. he'll say like that. I mean, that's how Mackie gets you on stage too, because you hear right. his voice, and you're like, oh, he's gonna be a weird. And then he says the most yeah. biting political point. Or <laughs> yeah. He has the most amazing social commentary. So <laughs> yeah. So you you. You're almost mad at yourself. It's like it's like seeing Nate Bargatze and he kind of plays dumb yeah. on stage. Well, how do you have factor in Phil to this? While well, we might as well stay on this sure. topic. Like yeah, now, I guess now you talk. sprinkle in Phil on top. Yeah, Phil is kind of like a weak smug, Canadian, Canadian, smug, elitist. <laughs> I mean, he's really one of the worst. Good dresser. He used to be a model. Yeah, so so right. you know, if he has a handsome guy. He's wearing he's like a, a cravat the last time I saw him. <laughs> he blew his last uh road paycheck at Paul Smith or something, you oh know, something God. obnoxious. The yeah. watch. He always talks about those he's got a watch collection. Yeah, likes Who to even talk has about, a watch now? I mean, people that are obsessed with Rolexes. Yeah. Yeah, he's really proud of that one. I, I walked in. He yesterday. doesn't have a house. I know. <laughs> he has a watch, homeless. watch collection. Yeah. He's gonna be he's sleeping on the street <laughs> in, in eight degrees, but he's like, Look, look at this. <laughs> look at how fast. Look at my piece. Yeah. He calls it a piece too, piece. which I hate him. Oh it's not a God. gun, you loser. You guys are really uh I love the show. You've been on show. it. You were great I love on it. Show and then Liz is sort of like the mom. You guys really need. To I text her mama yesterday. I, <laughs> she hates that. Oh my god! I infuriate. So that. Liz is the manager of the Comedy Cellar, the yeah. best club in the world. And Liz, I just I would post conversations of us talking where I'm just like, can I get on the new joke show? I need new jokes. And then she won't respond. I'm like, mama. And she hates. She hates me so much. Oh, well, but then she's very she, quick. She secretly. She like. Yeah, I know. She abuses all. I mean, she is team Mackie all the way because Mackie is because it started with me just trashing Phil all the time but it's kind of evolved 
into her always siding with Mackie. So now I only exclusively trash Mackie. Well, Mackie, in some way, I mean, he might be the social commentary one, but he is still will always be that little kid who probably got abused by Jerry Sandusty. That's what I was in the middle of Pennsylvania. He's a state you college know, kid. State Mackie, college kid. Mackie. He grew up in that town. He did. He was, and it's so funny because he hates when people make either you know he's very state Catholic college, or yeah. state college jokes. I mean, <laughs> the butt of every pedophilia joke, <laughs> and he hates it. Yeah, he hates it. But if it's a clever one, I mean, I remember Attell had a one good one that he was like fine because <laughs> I think Attell had a joke about Sandusky where he said something like, "Just tell me this." Were they playing better? <laughs> I was like, all right. I think he has to like, but he, he hated having to acknowledge that that was funny. Oh, man. You were born and raised here yeah, in New York you, City. In the city, yeah. I mean, he went to the Browning School. Do you know that school, Neil? Yeah, yeah I know, I know, I know where it is. Yeah, yeah. Did, did you, uh, where did you go to start stand-up? At, was it the strip? It was a comic strip in the in the class. Uh, and at what age? I mean, I was doing 18, I was doing mics. Yeah, I was eighteen. I did a school. Pro I've told this story in a million podcasts, so I feel even guilty telling it. But it's, <laughs> basically, I I did. I actually just spoke in my high school. They wanted to do like an interview with me, which was like the weirdest thing. <laughs> so yeah. They were like, "Who do you want to speak?" I'm like, "Well, who's even there anymore? I don't know." So I was like, "My English teacher. He's been there like fifty years. He's been there legit yeah. fifty years." And uh, so he interviewed me. And he kind of brought it. He, he said, "I guess I realized that I was kind. Of, I played a role in you starting stand up." And I and I was like, "Oh yeah, I didn't even. I, I uh, forgot." But I guess he was watching clips of me, and he he put it together that you know we had to do either some sort of like community service or working with kids. So I was like a coach for kids, right. and uh, the last couple of weeks, and uh, and I was just you know a sports coach for kids basically, and I turned it into a stand up routine, and I tried it for the whole <laughs> school. And they, they, it killed because they already knew me. I right. wasn't good, but they they wanted to like me, so it killed. And he got I got a stage. I remember a stage it was like a podium, I think. But uh, <laughs> he, he was like, "That was really good," and uh, and he was like really surprised, I guess. And uh, and you didn't oh, remember so that was like the first <laughs> time it got planted in your head, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah it yeah, really yeah, built yeah. up my self esteem before I did open mics for the next few years. <laughs> yeah, well, I was only eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, so that's you just amazing. you just why the strip though? That's just because you knew that Upper East Side. I had a class. Like, yeah, there. Yeah, that, oh, you took that class. That's that's the first thing. you Was did. this post? This is post Lucian. All of it, right? I so never knew Lucian, so right. I heard stories. I remember reading. You know, it's funny how people are remembered when they pass away because comics will not bite their tongue i remember reading a rock <laughs> quote about he's like well he thought this guy was funnier than me i'm like chris rock's still mad about <laughs> yes, that. they're that's all how, still mad that's how much comics hold on to stuff <laughs> oh so. john stewart didn't pass and he never went back he never went he refused to walk in the building but that but i mean it makes total sense because you if you make it as a comic like john stewart or chris rock as great as they are it's like you still make it against all odds yeah, you mean, know so you, of course <laughs> you hold on to that shit and uh yeah i mean i still have anger towards the strip they i thought i think wherever you start it tr doesn't see you fairly they, they don't well you guys i told this every time some one of you guys comes in here i told the whole time you you and mackie are sitting in the corner i'm going you guys are better than some of these guys that they put up that made us better though because we were so, we got angry after a certain point right. we, we both i wouldn't say we got bitter but we were totally i remember uh judah friedlander did you know you judah mike vecchione yeah. right you might might have been a little before vecchione a but little like, bit yeah but i remember judah friedlander told us he was killing harder than everybody on late night and he said they said we already have white guys what are you going to do different and then look that maybe that made judah and what judah became maybe and this interesting oh well, judah started like 10 years before i even sniffed comedy and he was great when i started always that, he but, needs to crack me up 
But that stuff makes you great. Like that, I mean, I, I don't like that. I mean, I feel like, but then I also looked at guys like Jermaine Fowler was kind of, he was managed by them. Right. So yeah. he, Jermaine was uh, getting all this regular spots. Yes. And I feel like he developed better because he got, got better spots. He got better spots. Absolutely. So. I went through the same thing when I was in your spot. I was the guy sitting in the corner and these guys would walk in chosen by whoever, managed by whoever. And I can tell you stories about all these guys. Well, nepotism, it 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 helps. It was to a point that it was like they didn't even pretend that, like, you know. Well, they didn't have a system anymore. If Lucian was there, I think you would have guys would have been in better shape, believe it or not. Like, I tell Mackie all the time, I was in the office going, see those two guys? You're going to lose those two guys. You're going to lose. What is the system if these guys aren't? And they did. They lost. lost. But I feel like when you start, everyone, I mean, the thing you can't see when you start is that, 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 the evolution like everyone looks at you as like the new comic the new no matter guy, what yeah. but but we always used to say that with dimitri so is dimitri, dimitri when, he, Martin. Yeah. when he first started everyone's like oh you're like uh steven right and then, and then it's like time Hedberg. went on which and now everyone then became like dimitri, dimitri. oh you're doing dimitri <laughs> it's like that the evolution always happens but to, you know when you're in it you couldn't he couldn't yeah. see it and then sure enough everyone's like i used to tell time. dimitri all the time um yeah, everyone's like I oh, go, you're being dimitri. I, you know who i feel bad for the next guy Oh, really? Because he's gonna, you're just like Dimitri Martin. You know what I mean? It's just gonna keep going. Like well, he he, uh, I saw him on Colbert a few months ago, and I've never seen a comic get mad at the crowd, and I thought it was kind of cool. On TV, he was like, doesn't care. He was like, that one does did better at home or something. I was like, whoa, I've never seen a guy kind of address. He's done so many shows and whatever, done so many these big leverage spots. He does not care anymore. Like he's gotten to the next level of Nirvana. You know, with some of them, like, all right, whatever. These he knows that the stakes aren't anything for Colbert anymore the comic strip was I mean they did a lot wrong I mean they did a lot of great stuff too but they I mean obviously did a lot wrong. you started in the era about five right right as the ship was going straight into the ground well I'll say this about the strip yeah that was going the ground because we were working so hard every night to get better Mackie and I and uh you know we'd be we had to kill time for hours you know, before we went on, so we'd just be bouncing bits or ribbing each other, and it made us better friends, but and it made us better comics. But there were guys who they would be like, "Oh, this guy's last name is Rock. Who cares if he's been doing it right. for three months? He can cut you on the list." And we'd be like, well, "We've been hanging out. That was just their rule." And it's yeah. like, so they don't even hide. You know, nepotism in show business is already ridiculous, but they would just let that fly so that made us resentful for sure yeah. well that's when we started the stand-up new york yeah, we, was the only club with the rhythm to it like the hanging out the there was respect for that there was a system in place like that you could march your way the strip there was a system in place you could audition on a monday night and then you know, they didn't pass, pass you get the no, then, then they started throwing it away to just bring your shows whatever who cares there was no yeah there was no great show to get on because you would go to stand new york when we started to be like Attell, todd berry all these guys and you're like oh man i want to work to get on that show yeah like i'll do anything i'll hang out all day to get and then all of a sudden next thing you know it's the bringer show on tuesday night and then wednesday night another bringer and then there was no shows like no one cared yeah it there was a lot of like people go well how did you get onto the regular show and i swear to god i i think everybody could answer this the same way going I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't. There is no system. It just sort of happened one day, and then you're just there. Um, do you get accused in your act? You, great joke writers, but you get a lot of dark stuff for mainstream whatever. Do you get? Do you get that on the road constantly, like, or anywhere? Just people go so dark. You know? Only when people don't listen, I think, because I think I can defend almost any most of the jokes. I feel like I can kind of defend. They're pretty harmless, but but, but uh, yeah, I I totally do, man. It's funny. I brought a cousin the other night to the cellar to like to show off, mm-hmm. and uh, he's never seen me live, so he was pumped. And 
I, I was like, oh, I'll show you how it's done here. And of course, like 10 minutes in, this woman just starts screaming at me. And I was like, oh, God. And I was like doing well. It was kind of annoying. Right. And then I just, but I just, she called, yelled, you're a sexist. And I was like, I haven't, it was a joke about Saudi Arabia. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> she was just drunk. And she apparently, I found out, left the early show because she was offended by a comic and then came back to the next show. And I'm like, well, it's just a later show. It's just going to be comics doing, that's how she books it, you know? So. I just asked him, like, how am I a sexist? And she couldn't give me any explanations. I was like, well, you can't just say that. <laughs> but I was like, I want to have this conversation. So I kind of went off script for a good five, ten minutes and just talked to her. And it was it was killing because she everyone yeah. hated her. They were like, yeah. shut up. He's not a sexist. <laughs> yeah, I was doing Me Too jokes. jokes before that, but they were all pro-women. I was like, you're not even listening. So, um, so people get offended, I think, when they're not listening. Do they, do they just... When they hear a buzzword, they're yeah, like, that word's offensive. I think they just say. hear a white guy talking about the Me Too movement, yeah. and it's like, well, I can still have a take. But you also have a smile, like a wry smile, and just a little bit. You, ha you It looks like you're up to something. <laughs> <laughs> you always look like some, is you're up to something. Like, what does yeah. he mean? Like, every joke, when you tell it, it'll be like, okay, what does he mean by that? You know what I mean? You probably get that in relationships, too. Like, what did you mean by that, Sam? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. So, I mean, if they're going to overthink the room, you're the perfect person for them to overthink it for, you know? I guess. I, But I also, like, you know, when you do mics or you do these shows, you kind of, the only way you get comics to listen is by saying something kind of fucked up. Right. So that's how you get their attention. <laughs> right. And then you kind of carry that over. And right. you're like, well, how do I stand out in a show where people are, say they're doing topical stuff and they all have, you know, a similar take. You got to find a way to have a kind of different take. So you find a style and a way to stand out. And right. I, and I, it also goes to your childhood where my mom was such a prim and proper woman that I would, I would make jokes that would kind of poke her a little bit right. to see where the line was, yeah. where she'd still be laughing. So I'd be like, how far can I take it when my mom's going to laugh? <laughs> and then if other people, you know, so that yeah, was kind of, it's a good gauge. Oh, yeah, your yeah. mom laughs. Yeah. Mom. I still run funny. jokes by my mom. Oh, perfect. That's, perfect. That's <laughs> yeah. probably a good test. Yeah. Um, last question. So you've done all these things, uh, you know, late show, love that stand up. I know you love stand up, but what is the ultimate goal? You want to be Carlin or you want to be, you want your own I mean, every, show? who doesn't want to be Carlin? I know, but, I mean, you know, uh, do you want to like just keep cranking out albums or you yeah, want, is wanna, there something more that you will really want? I'm not happy when I take time off stand up. So I think I have to do it. Like, I think I just have to. Okay. Do that so right while now. you're doing stand up, what's the dream? Project? I have other projects. Like I have sitcom ideas that I've tried to go. develop. So I love, I love old school sitcoms. Like something sports related would be really cool. No, so I, cool. I love that. I love talking about sports, but I also stand up's my favorite thing to do. So I think. Anything that increases my stand-up audience. I was talking to Chris Stefano about this last night. We were both like talking about how people get you to do stuff. And I think there are people who have been on like sitcoms who don't even draw on the road. And I was like, well, what the hell is the point? I feel like I'm doing this to draw on the road. Ah. Uh, you know? pretty good, yeah. yeah. I'm doing this to sell tickets on the road, yeah, so I want to. I want to be sell the Sebastian four shows, and while Mackie's well. working the rival one. <laughs> well, you want to do it in reverse. A lot of comics want to do sitcoms, so they never have to do stand up again. Like, right? Uh, they're like, I'm not they want to get out. Like yeah. Zach, we were convinced. We're still convinced. Zach did not want to do Zach Galifianakis. We it started with him, yeah, but he's such a funny stand up. So it's kind of weird. That it's it a funny stand up. We always thought like he's he's ready to get out of this. Yeah, yeah I, I get why people want to. That's the thing, though. I was see, I was in Naples in December, and it was certain markets people come out to see me, and that's just not one of those markets. Right. So, I just, you know, it I was, was in Naples. It's not, nobody's coming to see anybody. It's anybody. brutal. <laughs> well, look, if you're if you're if you're someone like Nick Swartz, and you'll probably get people. Oh, out that's there. true. You Leslie know? got some people, but they people, were I saw him eclectic. on the schedule. You know, so 
if you're if you're famous, you'll get you'll get people out. Yeah. But I'm I'm not. So I was getting yet. Yeah. Well, I'm getting a lot of weirdos out there <laughs> who hate me. I I swear I I said this on stage other night, but someone in the crowd said to me. Um, I said I'm a New York Jew, and someone goes, "No, <laughs> that's not that's not a question, man." I got so mad at the crowd, and uh, they sucked. They were like rich, shitty Trump people. Yeah. They're the worst type of Trump people. Yes, and that's not so, what you want to. So when you go rough. on the road, it's tough. Yeah. So I want my. I don't want to do the road in, in like my 40s as a guy who. Uh, is playing to people that aren't there to see him. Right. I don't want to yeah. be winning over the crowd in my 40s. I want to be like, you're my people. You get what I do. I've, I like that you you build an audience to people who get... Like, I felt that at Gotham all week, and I was at Gotham in the city, and there's people who wanted to see me and people that already know what I do. Right. So it was, it felt so good. I'm like, that's. I want to feel that on a on a bigger level, I guess. Well, th- you got time for your 40s, right? What are you, 33? 32. 32. Jeez. By the time you're in your 40s, <laughs> oh, yeah. forget yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mackie will be dead. All right, so uh, let's go to the second corner today. Uh, the ladies, always when you come back from the road, there's always two stories. One, well, three stories I hear from you most of the time. The heckler, right? There's Some weird heckler, heckler story. Yeah. There's, al- there's always... Um, Is that like, the sitcom right there? The heckler, the, the, town, the lady, the, the town, the heckler, the town, and the lady. And the lady. The town, the heckler, and the lady. There's, that is good. There's a lot of failed hookup stories, and there's yeah. a lot of like, you know, I'm like, God damn, am I, should I be talking about this stuff on my podcast? I don't even know. Oh, well, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I've had well, the, I had one... My one big road thing ever was like, I want to do this. Like, after all, is like when I would go around, I was like, I was in some town. I'm like, I want to have the one. Can I just get one story of getting a chick on the road? Because nobody ever talks to me after a show. And then sure enough, it happened. The girl came to the early show. She's like, hey, I thought you were really good. Blah, blah, blah. She goes, maybe I'll come back with my friends to the late show. So I go, okay, great. Comes back to the late show. I do the late show. Hey, you want to go? My hotel's in, like next door. So we go next door. She comes in the room. We start making out of the bed. And she goes, I got to go. Wait, what? So then she's she confesses. <laughs> she's like, she, she's she, like, no thanks. She <laughs> decides always right there they have to confess something. There's always a confessional. I've had that about 10 times in my life. As it's about to happen, there's a confession. I'm bulimic. I have a boyfriend. <laughs> I got out of prison. I'm bulimic. I'm not food. This, yeah, exactly. So, like, <laughs> so this one was I just lost like 300 pounds. And oh, this would wow. be the first whatever. And I'm like... Okay. Oh, so there's like Did, marks and she's I don't insecure? know. I don't know. She goes, I just, uh, I don't know. She goes, um, I got to go. I'll, you know what? Maybe I'll come, I'll come see you in the city. You know, I'll come see you. Wait, all you got to is a kiss? I got to rolling around on the bed. So she leaves. <laughs> wait, like, wait, okay. you got to a kiss and then you rolled around and then it stopped? I, we were rolling around on the bed. Okay. And Clothes? Then, Clothes on? Clothes were uh, just about to come uh, off. Oh, yeah, yeah. There it is. There done. it is. Yeah, she so did, she probably had, like, she was something. probably insecure about her body. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. The, the, you should, She should have been like, yeah, well, this is what you play for. That's why you <laughs> yeah. lost the weight. <laughs> right. The, the hook up with a skinny guy like Lenny <laughs> exactly. Marcus. She was so, it, so then, of course, I'm getting, you know, at that time, I don't even think there was, was there texting? I don't yeah, think it was texting, no. but I was getting things like, I would love to come see you in the city. And, like, she basically said, it's a slam dunk if I come see you in the city. You know, it was like no, at she that would have kept doing the same thing. No, that was the <laughs> whole point. It's so funny, exactly it's so funny to call it a slam dunk. Yeah. <laughs> well, she kind of like said it was. Yeah, that's a, a breakaway steal. That's, that's a good go. heckler. Was, Wait, that someone will heckle you. That Wait, was my really Wait, one. She was waiting it. for the words from you. 
like it's okay. I don't I care. I said it's okay. I I'm don't come, care. No, you go. You no, probably no, she was just, you probably she go. Insecure. How did you were you probably how said fat. something about her being how fat? I know what you did. You said <laughs> I, the wrong word. Yeah, I had a rich. <laughs> you said the wrong line. Yeah. I'll tell you it's a weird one that just happened was yeah. uh, this girl I know. She's really she's like a dating podcast. I did a podcast. We kind of became friends. She's really cool, and right. she she was like, "You're single. I want to like set you up with my friends." I was like, "All right, mm-hmm. cool." So she set me up with one of her friends who just, I guess, showed up drunk on the date. I didn't even pick up on it. Oh, really? And we had, like, maybe two drinks, and uh, and then I was like, this girl's speaking, like, something. She kept saying, I'm so <laughs> oh, tired, no. and I'm so stupid that I'm like, well, people, it's New York. People work really hard. She must just be tired. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think she's high and drunk. Right. And then we're, I was like, well, why don't I just, like, drop you off in a cab? Because you seem really, like, weirdly tired. I was, like, a little mm-hmm. nervous. And then I was like, well, you don't just drop someone off who's tired. This isn't like someone driving. You can hail a cab, right. you know, after a few drinks. So in the cab, she just turns her back to me. And I was like, is she mad at me? I don't even know what's going on. So then the then she just says, stop the car. I'm getting out. And I was like, all right. And she just gets out. And I, I said, cab driver, I was like, what do I do? And he's like, he's like, go after her. I bet she's drunk and is vomiting or something. And he was right. She was just oh, on oh. the street, like, bent o- like down the block. Like, I had to walk far. And I was like... Hey, I don't want to see on the corner. Like, hey, uh, you, do you need? I mean, you need help. Let's just get you home. Let's make sure you get right. home. So she's like, just leave me alone. I was like, oh All no, right, Jesus! Oh, <laughs> Thanks for setting <laughs> me up with date. this. Thanks for this one. So then we get in the cab again. I get her in the cab somehow. We make it twenty more blocks. She does the exact same thing. And I say to the guy, I'm like, let me pay you. I'm sorry, man. So I, I get out again to find her. Luckily, it's freezing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And she yeah. didn't throw up in the cab. That's always bad. Anyway. I know. Oh my god! Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. I would be. There was yeah. someone at the comedy cellar who just threw up on the steps last night, and uh. it was like an older woman. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> God damn. Once every six months, you'll get one of those. So did you go out with her again or that was it? No, of course not. <laughs> so then. Um, you got to yell at the person. So I call a friend yet. after she. I was like, what do I do here? What's the protocol? Do I just keep following her? And she's like, no, she's you can't just keep following right. her through the city. She's not, she'll be home fine. She does this a lot. I'm like, she does this a lot. Why the hell do you set her up? <laughs> what the hell's going on? She does this a lot. Yeah. Oh, God, so then anyway, I tell her, I'm like, thanks a lot. And she's just like, well, look, I got another girl for you. And I was like, I don't want, I don't want to meet her. So what happens is I see a picture of her and I, I, it was, she's cute, but I just don't, I done. I don't want to right now. So she's, and uh, this girl, I guess I remember the picture. I said, no, she DMs me on Instagram. And I don't think I responded. I was like, I don't, whatever. I don't want it. And then I get a mess, another message, and it says something like, um, "I'm coming to your show tonight." And I was like, "Oh, oh boy!" He was, I'll be <laughs> no. sitting in the front row, and I'm on stage. I look out, I'm like, "Holy shit, that's her!" <laughs> oh, no. Then she messaged me again. She's like, "Why didn't I get a shout out?" So already, I'm like a little oh, annoyed no. by her. God. You want to shout? What do you want me to stop my set and be like, "Oh, it's you from Instagram." Hello. Like, what do you expect? I want to do? everybody welcome the girl. <laughs> this is the girl. <laughs> so the then girl. she's like, "Are we getting a drink or not?" And I was just like. Well, clearly, I haven't responded to any of these. Yeah, yeah. And then she goes, I see you keep seeing the message. And I'm like, damn it. I guess that you can see that the person sees the message. She's like, I see you keep seeing these, but you haven't responded. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's like, I mean, you got to put two and two together, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I did. I text her. I text the girl again. I was like, is this the girl that you tried to set me up with? She goes, yeah, that's her. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's like, what are you God, doing? What are you doing? Yeah, Jesus. these people stink. You had one recently. What was the one where the girl, you have a term for it. It was like passive aggressive or... Negging. Negging. What is that? I hate when people neg you. Like I, I that that's like how young people flirt now, I found is is they'll just say mean stuff to you and you're like, ha ha ha. Like they're kind of roasting you, but it's not <laughs> it's not clever usually. It's just like but, I showed a picture I showed a girl a picture and she goes, Wow, you look really stupid there and I was like, 
all right. <laughs> and I was like that. That like, works. Well, yeah. she's like, she's like, what? You're a comedian. I was like, yeah, I'm also a human being. You know, I like to have like a nice conversation. Yeah, yeah, what are you? I don't get what you're doing. And she just kept like trashing me. And it got to the point where I was like, I yeah, it ha that happened on the road. And uh, she just kept. I was like, yeah, I don't want to hang out. And she's like, what? What's wrong with you? And I was like. You just keep shitting on me. I don't like it. I don't know. And these people don't get don't that know. the horrible evil that's going to come out against them at some point. You're supposed to like sell. This is a job interview. You're supposed to sell yourself yeah. in this in this part of the no, day. No, I think they think they they think they you're going to do that to them. But the problem is, I, I like mean, it on some level. Like on some level, you do like not that level of it, right. but you like some level of a girl being like you don't matter to me. I don't know. Neil's been with one girl every for, uh, for a long time, for twenty five years. So. Well, wow. in college, your story reminded me of this girl I went out with in college who was like so cool, and everybody wanted, you know, she everybody said you gotta go out with this girl, and so, but she does drink a lot, like she drinks a lot, and then I was That's like, a problem. I was like, okay, and like she drank. I always remember her like when she showed. I went to her apartment to go out with her. She got a keg. It was like three of us. What? She went to the like the, a the, keg. Yeah, because that's the only she only could pay at the credit card at this one gas station. So she just brought home a keg, <laughs> and then sure enough, it was just like three or four of us, and we're just like, oh, God, we'll be drinking this for. But sure enough, I went out with her, and within around midnight, she's slot. She gets really drunk to to like belligerent changes yeah. like to a different person. And I always remember she came to me and she's like, "You gotta kiss me goodnight," and she goes in the kiss me goodnight and just misses me and just face plants oh, no. <laughs> on the ground but then she comes up and blood is all over her oh, face and no. then i'm in i'm in your mode now i'm like oh my god i gotta get this girl to the hospital because blood's everywhere she's like what what's wrong and i'm like <laughs> and i'm like oh my god you're bleeding everywhere you're living and more importantly people are gonna think that i did something crazy. oh my god so like, i gotta get you to the hospital but she's like That's i'm not going i'm like i'm not going anywhere and there's blood like i had like a oh my, my shirt just had blood all over oh. I mean, she really face planted. what an awful you like got your dream girl and she's just covered in blood oh man it just kept happening like I think I went out with her like two or three more times oh my god what you did because she was really cool and nice and she would apologize but it happened every time she's in a sling what an awful yeah but when you're thrown in that situation you gotta help them at the same time you're like I don't know what to do to help this I mean there's no one to call I don't know do you remember like in the 80s sex comedies it was always about about, like getting drunk and getting laid and now like yeah. the new sex comedies are it. gonna be like are you okay <laughs> yeah. you have like one drink yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, are right? you sure yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. consent yeah, yeah. to this though? well now the girls that there has to be all girls and they have to be the char they have to be the menaces and you know being a mess because a guy you can't be portrayed like that they have not none of those movies i loved them all but they've aged horribly like yeah. revenge of the nerds you're like yeah. that's this is this is this is not, not good. good. No, right? there's bad shit. All <laughs> oh, of them have bad, bad shit. shit. It's just the frat yeah. system. Yeah. And well, that still goes on. Don't kid yourself. The frat system in the 80s. The but worst. they were breaking down well, even. They were breaking down 16. What's the one where he holds up the underwear in the bathroom? Uh, Sixteen With Candles, Long Duck Dong, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're breaking down that movie. It's full of the Long same. Long Duck Dong, by the way, yeah. pretty freaking racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, character. yeah, yeah. It's, it's Jesus. full. It's filling up all this stuff. Like he's bragging about, you know, this girl. I mean, it's just one bad thing after another. All those. Yeah, things. I mean, that's well, we wrote a sketch that we want to do where, like, you don't show up with like a date ever without both people should have an attorney or a lawyer with yeah. them. Like everybody <laughs> should be lawyered up just so there's yeah, you clear representation. Right yeah, yeah, together, the, sign right here. It's almost like you have to have cameras all over your apartment now. Like if I had was single again i put i put cameras just record i that would be illegal. Were nervous but i i don't i think like i think is i think i mean look i'm young but i i think that it's gonna 
like I think it's Aziz. Your choices too. I think Aziz was one where you're like, this guy. It was clear that there was some backlash on that one because he didn't do anything right. bad. Yeah, and that it was a bad day. It sounded like, or, or to her, or to him, I don't know. But then when people do do something wrong, there's. I think the system is not horrible right now. So I don't. I mean, the mob sucks. The mob because you know even if you're accused of that stuff, your name is kind of dragged through the mud a little bit. But most of the people accused. I, I think that when there's smoke, there's fire. I could be wrong, but like it, it seems like like Weinstein, it took a long time, and that guy was fucking horrible. Yeah. Did you ever meet anybody after a show that um, like worked out in some for a while? Not I, yeah, I've definitely had like little road romances where, where I was like, wow, you know, I'm in Minnesota, but it feels like we're in Europe right now. You know? <laughs> it's pretty cool. No, I've totally yeah, I've definitely had moments where I was like, uh, wow, we really changed. I'll be like, Weinstein's a bad guy. You're like, did you ever find a special? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to keep it positive. No, no, for yeah. sure. Uh, I, yeah, I've met people that I definitely was like, I could see myself maybe going if like, but the you know, but what, just, what you're out of Minnesota, it's over, right? I'm at a casino. Like, yeah. what are we? What are we gonna find? Love by the slot machines? Yeah. You know. I think usually if I meet someone, I definitely, met, I was in a long distance relationship for a while with someone who I met, you know, in Boston and she lived in LA and I lived in New York. So yeah, I've definitely had, you, you feel it if there's like a moment and, right. and if there's signs that the person could be really, really cool. So, uh, do you want to get married kids someday? I don't know. Is that in the I think, I think a lot depends on it. I like my life right now. Exactly. I like my, I like my lifestyle right now. Right. I, I think about, you know, I like that I, Alexandra has that great joke. Like, I make money, I get to keep it, you know? Yeah, that's right. So I, I think about that. I think about, uh, you know, if I meet someone who's right, I definitely am turned on by women that are, you know, if there's something a little, if they're really cool and there's something like a little unattainable about them. <laughs> so, uh, but you haven't said to yourself, okay, it's got to be a actor or it's got to be someone no, in this business. No, of course not. No, no. I mean, that's... I would think, say that, Neil. Oh my, it's well, got to be some people say, Some people say, I want someone in this, this it's gotta business. It's got to be a narcissist. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, well, <laughs> in this business, what so if, I want someone in this business that I understand. You what know did what Bethel I mean? say? <laughs> she didn't see... Yeah. I, you, I want someone who look, thinks he's this, in the business. This, <laughs> you want a girl that's in the musical theater because it always stays It always stays like fake life. Like oh, everything's fake life. No, I, I think like <laughs> look for a girl that does musical theater. Then, that's the key. Wait, no, no, because she'll be playing Broadway tunes all over the house. All day, <laughs> that right? is fun, actually. It's not. It's no. awful. It's awful. I kinda, well, I like I I like the idea that I guess I've definitely mistaken uh, someone who's I wouldn't say a mess, but someone who's I'd mistaken a relationship that was kind of a mess as exciting. Right. You know, I was like, well, this we've been together a while, but she keeps me on my toes. You know, so I've definitely <laughs> had that problem for sure. But uh, Lenny, have you ever watched the Giants game with the Broadway Channel playing? No, the no sound. <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> that, there that you would, go. That That's what I get. Oh, I like God. you get a little art and you get a little <laughs> and you get a little sports. That's All right, fun. let's go to sports. The All third right. corner we have, we always take a hard. Turn when this one. What a perfect what day! What a perfect day for this! Ugh. I was so excited. The Knicks. Let's talk about the oh New York Knickerbockers I organization. See, this might not be the best day for me, just because you need a breath. Well, yeah. Well, I have no. Is that trade? Did it go through? Kristaps uh, Porzingis was traded yesterday, supposedly, but now I keep yeah. seeing it. Maybe it didn't go. No, through. No, it went through. It went through. He's already in Dallas. So did Dallas? Did the Knicks at least get some draft picks because you basically traded they just got, for cap. They got two draft picks, one in I think twenty twenty one and one in twenty twenty three. All but, first round. Yeah, but the problem is, be, I think Dallas will be, be good, by, good then. by then. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna have two Luka Doncic and him in their prime. They're Luka, not. Yeah. I was at the game on Wednesday. He's man. great. Luka is so so cool. They need less than three people to probably. He's make like them a great. thick, 
He's like Paul Pierce is a point guard. Yeah. It's like a thick, meaty dude. Who is their point guard? Luke is their point guard. Basically. Oh, he's their point guard? Yeah, so I who's mean, there? Two, three. Who else well, do they have? They had, we got Dennis Smith from them who... Whatever. I, I, look... Whatever. I'm not a fan, to be honest. Yeah. Not, He's just he a reminds regular, me regular of guy. A poor yeah. man, Steve Francis. A yes. Little bit. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I'm not a big fan of, of undersized guards. They're going to get him back because we don't need any more guards. We have guards. Well, Moody I think Day what scares me. Nicolina, whatever. I kind of like Moody. Yeah. I think Moody is a nice but player. But they're the same. You got but four point guards. Also, one time I was at a game and I, I just made eye contact with him and I pointed at him and he pointed back. And I was like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I also had a moment one time where. Kristaps fist bump me and that that lit me up, man. What are we doing? Is really the I bottom lo- line here. This guy is a franchise player. He's young and he's, he's the okay. only he's coming one off an injury and nobody can guard him. He's a unicorn well, in so many ways. Here's here's I've heard defenses of it. I've had a lot, dude. I got I, I I swear to God, I got more messages yesterday than I get for like anything. It's <laughs> I was crazy, gonna, but I knew you would. So. I, I no, so many people hit me up. I I I couldn't believe how many messages. I, people I haven't talked to in years. You're like, well, the Knicks should blow it up more often. I caught up with all these old friends, you know. <laughs> but I no the the positive spin that a lot of people hit me with is the guy has never been healthy. He's young. It's not going to get better. So I love Porzingis. I really did. I love that he's seven three. I love that he could shoot over anybody. I loved his energy. Like he felt like a, I love having like a Euro star. It's kind of fun in New York and yeah. such a melting pot of a city. I, well, you're banking that, on. I mean, Colin Cowherd said this yesterday, and I I, I actually text uh, tweeted him back, which I never ever do, and I'm a, such a big fan. But he said, "Look, the Knicks just had their best day in ten years. This guy's never been healthy. He go they get him out of town. They get up cap. They True. clear cap room." If you get the number one pick in the draft, you get Zion, whatever, or RJ Barrett. Here's what bothered me, though. Wait, wait, wait. You get R- you get those two guys. You get then they think Kevin Durant wants to come here, which I'm, I and all I don't these guys, they're gonna build a super team in New York. And I think New York Knicks, James Dolan, and that organization is so fucked up that they're never gonna sign that free agent. Yeah, they'll get Zion, and here we start again. Why well, don't say and he's never. not that good? I don't we know don't know what it is. Why I say I don't Hot say never. prospect. They signed Amari. In yeah. his prime when he was great, yeah, right? for and two years. And but then, but he was great for uh, like it's look people break down. You gotta yeah. you gotta know who you're signing, right? Well, that's because he's, these guys start when they're twelve. He's you know? probably my favorite player we've had in so long. I love Amari right? in his prime, and he was a good guy. You could just yes. sense it. Jewish. And, oh yeah, dude. <laughs> <I love it>. <laughs> <laughs> so then <laughs> and then Mello, you know, another in his prime was an absolute star. So and he wanted to come here. So I think people. Kyrie is from Jersey. I don't think it's going to happen, but I don't think it's impossible. Durant gets to rewrite his legacy. Dude, you get to the third round here, you're a legend. Forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So oh, I, it could happen. I just, you're going to have to, I'm going to need to see it happen. Totally. I'm with you. But because we had Carmelo Anthony and this guy's a stud and we couldn't do shit. Here's what bothered me about people being like, well, they dump bad contracts. We never should have had that bad contract. Like, you can't. Hardaway's contract Steve, is a joke. Steve Mills was an interim GM when he signed Tim Hardaway. Right. No interim GM signs a player to that kind of deal. It's unheard of. I don't, when I saw that, I swear to God, I looked. I was looking through my phone, and a girl's day in the time thought someone I knew died when we, when we signed <laughs> Tim Hardaway because it's, it's such a ludicrous contract. So I like Tim Hardaway Jr., but not at that deal. If you have to sign, if you have to trade your franchise player when he's hurt and you're getting the number one pick in the draft, like they literally could have had two great players right here. What are you doing? Well, that's what worries me now is I think Dennis Smith and DeAndre Jordan also could hurt our draft position because I think they're both good players. No, they're not going to. We don't have anything. The problem, though, with They're not better than what we just got rid of. 
I don't know, dude. They're I mean, okay. Courtney Lee wasn't playing, and and Tim Hardaway was playing. Hardaway. I don't see these two guys turning our team around into like. Well, maybe you're right. I don't know. Oh, uh, they're gonna. But well, the problem would, with the Knicks is they always get. There's only a few people in the NBA that have the the magic that magic thing that gets that is exciting to watch. And Jeremy Lin had Jeremy it. Lin was they, the last great moment. They get here rid in New of York. him. They get rid Zing, of him for better or for worse. This Zingas had it. it people. He Even did, the, he, people gravitated to him, watched him, but he only gave on us a taste. I loved him, but he, he only, Lynn, because there nobody but he around young, them. But it when just they, seems when they're by themselves, they get hurt. If they actually, if there was just, five guys, they'd never get hurt. But they're just know? so hard to come by in the NBA. Only a few people have them. Like Golden State has three of them, arguably Clay, and then the Lakers obviously they have, have three. LeBron. They have five of them. They yeah. have, but the three real guys you'll t- turn on the TV for, maybe you could throw Kyrie in there at Boston. I mean, in the NBA, there's only a few Harden. Kyrie is my favorite and player Zing, to watch in the league. Now, uh, what's him. his name for the Mavericks? Now here. the Mavericks got two of them, so they're going to be on TV why all day long. Why would the Celtics, why wouldn't you, if you're the Celtics, not sign that Here's guy? Why. He's magic. Here's why they wouldn't, is because Rogier did such a good job for them last year. Yeah, and he's not magic. Everyone knows that, yeah. but they've got... That team has regressed for some reason, the Celtics, and maybe it's because they need to be a system team like the guys. Spurs, and, yeah. and Kyrie, as great as he is, is... They're a, too deep, the Celtics, you know what I mean? They got too many guys that they're want... They're young. They're young and they're too deep. They got too many guys that could be the guy, you know what I mean? Right, Tatum is excellent, but he's definitely taking a step back just because I think... Sophomore year. Sophomore year, but also that guy was working through a system last year, and now... Kyrie is clearly the star when you have to defer and you can't take the shot. That's you're awful. Used to. I think Knicks, that, that's a problem. They were better last year almost as a team, but I don't, yeah. because now LeBron's gone, they could have won the East either way without LeBron. <laughs> exactly. But I don't know. I just feel like the worst part about the trade was that they they lost a guy that they're just they're really hard to find. That in NBA. People want. They were yeah. buying the jersey. Dude, they it were, hurt. Yeah, no, come on, everybody he likes this guy. Mom. He's a nice you guy. You can't find it. You can't find it. He's well, a great player. The rumor is I don't know if it's true. The rumor is that he was telling big free agent stars not to sign here. <laughs> And I don't know if it's don't true. Come up with anything. But you know what? Well, Why knows? wouldn't you come play with me? You know, but I, in New York, I don't they need know. to bend the little draft thing again, like they did for Ewing, and, and that's the only <laughs> well, hope to happening. get Zion. That little thing was clearly bent. You want Zion? Yeah. I think R.J. Barrett might be a better player. When I it's like, all I would take no, either. You, you well, that's no, why no, if they don't get, get Zion, one do not or get two, R.J. Barrett. If the, somehow the ping pong ball does not go one or two for the Knicks this year, just just kill yourself. Well, I was just, on the phone. Just move to the CBA. I was just on the phone with my mom when it happened, and. And she was like, it's just sports. Damn, and I was like, it's going to be you know? okay. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember crying in front of her when Riley left. But uh, my grandma called. She's like, it'll be okay. And I was like, it's not going to be okay. And I was right. Turns out I was right, Grandma. <laughs> so then um, so then my mom said, it's just a game. I was like, Mom, it's oh, my that- escape. It's my escape. It's, it's what makes me happy. when I, I told her to the point that I have to turn on the news to forget about the Knicks. That's, That's how bad it's been. But, uh, you know. Uh, well, when you're doing the show, when you're doing your show all the time, how much how much blowback are you getting all the time by Knicks fans? Well, I don't I don't do the show anymore. It's not yeah, on anymore. But when but you were doing it, did you uh, was it I get, constant complaint about the Knicks? I get some people being like, "You're a yes man" or whatever for the Garden, and I'd be like, "No, I say whatever I want." They right. just cut it, out if I if it's not pro Knicks, <laughs> they cut it out. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> it's not like I'm in the edit room being like, "No, I was fighting to keep <laughs> stuff in," but they would not want me to say stuff that wasn't pro Knicks. So. It's very hard. They'd be like, well, you're like a real fan. I was like, yeah, well, real fans will 
critique the team. That we're not just like, yay, ten wins this year. You know. Yeah. Let yeah, me ask yeah, you, yeah. what's the timeline of uh, how old are you in '94? That when um, I, guess I was eight. Equipment. Yeah. So this is right in your wheelhouse of like the best part of your childhood <sighs> is the Knicks and Patrick Ewing. Well, my brother got me into it a little bit because he was into it. He was, he was five years older than me. Right. And. Yeah, dude. It, that it, was the era from your like. I still believe it or not. I was eight, probably right around the time that they, you know, Frazier, DeBush, and Monroe. But I didn't make any sense, you know. Like, yeah, they won, but it wasn't like it is now, where you could watch it all the time and you could, you know, like this was it was tough to when find. When did like Young Dolan take over? Then when did the Sun? What? When did this guy? I would start? say I, probably I, right after, after, after the finals. That. He was after that finals after, run. Yeah. That run. And, then and that's when it all went down. So down you could literally blame it on this one guy. I mean, the Knicks are so frustrating. You could just tell when Ewing walked out of the building. Here we go. I mean, the Eddie Curry era, the Isaiah Thomas era, the whatever. It's it's just garbage yeah, after Thomas garbage. Era was and tough. The, that was really tough. And the craziest thing about the whole thing, the which is one, Isaiah. Oh, I thought Eddie Curry. He was he had a couple. Moments. Well, he, about know, two games. Two games where he were like, "Hey, that guy could be." He was, he was terrible. like nineteen and five. You're like, what center with that body's getting five boards a game? Yeah, it was just terrible. And then he I got hurt. Like, play. He's like, he, he's like, I think he can go head to head with Dwight Howard. I'm like, oh. prime Dwight Howard. <laughs> what are you smoking? Yeah, know. You know what's so hilarious dumb. about Isaiah is that he, uh you know, they had the whole. It was before the Me Too stuff, but it was like he got. You know, fired. Yeah, and it was that sexual harassment allegation, and then he got moved to work with the Liberty, and I was like, "You can't make right. this shit up." <laughs> yeah. no, no, like we'll move him to the worst. Yeah. Oh, that the is worst crazy. is we're all women. It's just so, well, uh, the poor Liberty are now in Westchester, man. Oh, there they are. They, yeah. They yeah got, what they happened got, to that? They, they're not selling tickets. I went. To, I like watching the Liberty, man. Tina Charles is a fucking beast. Yeah. I love her. I, I never I was into I, it. What I never understood about the WNBA, and I don't understand why it doesn't run at the same time as the NBA, and then the teams are just. It should be at the same time. They, so they, the games before the Knicks or the games. Oh, are, that's not a bad idea. It's, it should be the same season. That's what the pro they, wrestling did. They really kind of. It's weird to be like wrestling that. did it right, but wrestling really elevated women and and you know. But yeah, the WNBA is really fun. Like if you watch the good teams, but I don't, oh, they're, it's they're, packed. There's so much. No, there's so much talent, but I don't understand why it's all these teams are not playing the exact same time in the NBA. Like it should be the at Knicks least put them on ESPN two. Put them on something. I know it's weird. Every. The '90s era was great. The '70s, '70s they had five good years. The '90s they had the Ewing era. At least they had shot. They had that one shot against the Spurs. Didn't happen. For but them they'll get a rivalry hurt. that'll save the WNBA. What will happen is like the way the NBA had Magic and Bird. Yeah, there will be a rivalry of like two really great. And right now they kind of have it with Minnesota and LA. But you need like the you need it to just keep developing. And when they get those two stars, the way Bird and Magic saved it, and then you'll get like a Michael type in the WNBA. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, then it could. That yeah, maybe I don't know. The, if they switch and listen to me, it'll be good. The Knicks have sucked. They haven't won a championship since what seventy three, yeah. and that is just in this market. You're doing something. The wrong. hungriest market. The, I mean, we're, we're a basketball town. I mean, that's what I you love can't about New get York. People to come here. You can't walk ten <laughs> blocks without seeing a basketball court in this city, and, and that's what I love. And also, the craziest fans ever for a t- the the amount of amazing fandom compared to how crap. The product has been is off. I don't know anybody who has that. I don't. I mean, you can go to the garden in the worst years, and people will go nuts for a Tuesday night game. It'll be packed. Businessmen will go down there. People going crazy. It's like who's who in the front row. Like it's no matter when, and we always <laughs> suck. I'm yeah, it's just tough. I mean, right now the Nets. 
are kind of an inspiring team, which I hate to say because I'm, I, they don't even seem New York to me. They, they'll always be New Jersey to me. But, you know, their coach, Kenny Atkinson, is really a great coach, and they just are playing inspired ball, even even though they're not that good a team they're I, in every game. I grew up an ABA Nets fan, and I'm like, every t- couple of years I go back to the net, and I'll go all root for the Nets, I'll it. go root for the Knicks. I root for the Sixers because they traded my favorite player, Dr. J, from the Nets. So, you know, like I can't, I, I come back around every time. So I'll root for, I'm rooting for three teams and they're all frustrating in their own way, you know? I remember going out to the New Jersey Nets. Now, that was a, that was a great place. There was no one in the stadium. My friend was, <laughs> nobody. A, who would want to play in Jersey? My friend was a cheerleader the for Prudential the Prudential Center. Is that what it was? <laughs> was? Yeah. Yeah, but she was a cheerleader. So we, we were so excited that she got to be a Nets cheerleader and we'd go out oh, there right. and then we'd just sit there and it'd just be like, us and the cheerleaders <laughs> isn't that crazy yeah, i've read where they pay the cheerleaders like 65 bucks a game it's embarrassing like, that's not even close it's, to enough to raise no, that no, kid no. on her own <laughs> <laughs> crazy that's funny you want to tell quickly tell your Spreewell story i could tell that story yeah. yeah i mean you know what's interesting is i met him after well i'll tell this first latrell Spreewell was a nick for the one run in the his last, prime my favorite yeah went it, to the finals is, at the nick uh, he choked that, out the coach I, I mean yeah he choked the coach he got moved from <laughs> the warriors because he choked his coach pj colissimo <laughs> and the knicks decided to soup him up and it somehow worked it worked yeah. you don't expect the guy who choked his coach to be your savior yeah but and he was but he was just an electric player man he, he played on both ends with such intensity i yeah. loved him so much and he was so you got to meet him I was in a bar in in uh, Milwaukee, and he's from Milwaukee, but I, I guess I was wearing a Knicks sweatshirt. I'm, I guess I wear a lot of Knicks stuff, and the, <laughs> and the girl who's hosting the show said, you know, Spreewell drinks in the bar next door every night. I'm like, every night? And she said, every night. <laughs> he's like Kenny Powers from East Mountain right. Down now, you know? So so we go to the bar, and he's not there, and I'm kind of bummed, and then in walks Spreewell, and he's got like reddish hair. He's dyed his hair. All, oh, and they're telling me crazy Spreewell stories, and I go up to him, you know, and I was like, oh, I got to say something. It's Spreewell. I'm, I'm, I'm that dumb. So I walk up to him and I was like, man, I loved you so much. And I'm wearing a Nick sweatshirt for fuck's sake. Like, who's wearing a Nick sweatshirt in Milwaukee? You're like his, you're like his worst nightmare. You know, to him, though. he's like, oh, shit. Like, dude. Well, he, you know what? People troll him because he got that. He got a lot of shit for turning down a three year, twenty one million dollar deal. Right. With the uh, Timberwolves. Oh, and he, right. famous, uh. he famously said, I got to feed my kids. <laughs> yeah. And they turned, well, twenty one million dollars. And then went bankrupt. And then and then never signed another deal. Right. And the, and the thing was, he was really good on that Timberwolves team. It, yes. was, it was Garnett, Cassell and Spreewell. It was a really cool team. Yeah. They were all really great. Cassell was kind of underrated. Spree was kind of underrated. Yep. Maybe not in the Knicks because you're in a big market. But throughout his career, it was oh, he, this guy could play. So then. Um, I just am a big fan. He goes, okay. It's <laughs> not what you're ex- I didn't play out this response. So I was like, uh, can I get you a drink? He's like, uh, I already have a drink. And I'm just like, all right. Uh-oh. They told me he drinks Honey Jack, which is hilarious. He's drinking Honey Jack. Ew. <laughs> so then I, I forgot. I said something like, well, uh, I'm I, I'm thinking of any card I can play. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm headlining the comedy club down the block. If you want to come. He goes, yeah, don't count on it. And I'm like, <laughs> Jesus. I almost respect that honesty. You're like, you almost got it. So I'm like, Ouch! So I just leave. How do you not start with? I'm from New York. I think I did. Yeah, I was. I was like, I'm a New Yorker. I'm a Nick. Oh, okay. I'm a Nick. I did. He I did. wasn't gonna let you in. No, there was yeah. no end. So then there's a guy with us who's just like a friend of a friend, and he said, "I work for Bleacher Report. Let me handle this." And I was like, "Oh, oh no. this, if it worked out for this guy, it'll kill me." So I walk over and I just see Spreewell like animated, angry at the guy, and the guy walks away. I was like, "All right, he got it worse than I did." So it wasn't me. So anyway, uh, the bartender from that bar was at my show the next night and she's like oh i heard you had a thing with spreewell and i was like yeah it hurt i loved him i, I remember like being a little upset but right. then i just watched clips of spreewell in game five against the spurs <laughs> and even though we lost he played with everything like we yep. were an eight seed like against all odds 
And, um, you know, I love that team. And what's crazy is I was at the game the other night because Hassan Minaj took me to the game. And we're in the front row. And Larry Johnson did my show a couple times from that team. And LJ... This made me look really cool in front of them. LJ sees me in waves and runs over and gives me a hug. Oh, and I was like, that to me is like the cool. <laughs> yeah. I loved Larry. I mean, Larry Johnson is responsible for the four-point yeah, play. The four-point play was electric. It was yeah. the greatest moment in my life. And it was the greatest <laughs> moment of my life as a Knicks fan. Because yeah. that it was so insane that yeah. that went down. Whatever. They have so, pictures of it at the Garden of the Thing exploding. You know, It was amazing. I was on the phone with my friend and we both just lost our shit. <laughs> you know, it, was, it, yeah. it doesn't get better than that. So anyway... Uh, you know, the next night the bartender's at my show and she said, you know, uh, I got Spree's number. Let me text him about you because, you know, he drinks her every night. And he said, she said, I'm with the comedian you met last night. He uh, he's such a big fan of yours. He, it was a really great show. You should come see it. And Spree goes, I met him last night. Great guy. <laughs> I was like, what? That's how you treat a great guy? I think he just didn't give a shit. But he so, came on the shit. show, right? So he came on my show uh, and my friends like, you should bring it up. I'm like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> so I, I would do a thing on my show where like the cold open was always the the guest would neg me kind right, of right. the guest like we had cc sabathion and right. sabathia is like the coolest he's guy he's the best he's such I a nice him, guy so, yeah he's such a nice, nice guy. guy loves leslie like yeah yeah, yeah. i love him. he waves so, to me when we go to the game like what is happening and he's yeah. one of the i mean the fact that he's reinvented his game just yeah. like i love i oh, love everybody when, loves him when a pitcher does that it's so cool yeah. so Anyway, an example of this, would like, I'd be like, dude, I can't believe you're on the show. And he's like, what are you talking about? It's my favorite show. I watch it all the time. I'd be like, really? And he'd say, no. <laughs> so I was just like, a line I fed him, like, do something like that. And he right. and he was like, of course. I tried something like that with Spreewell, where I was like, dude, it would be funny if you're just on your phone texting. And I'm just like, Spree, you and me, man. Like, the back again. And he's just like, uh-huh. And, and I'm just like, well, you know, like, I see what you're doing. You're saving it for the air. You're one of those guys. And he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Like, he just kept trashing me. And he's like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> what? So, so so when he so when he said that, yeah. I think he just didn't want to come off. I think like I was seeing from his perspective, I think he just didn't want to come off like a dick. Yeah, because like maybe people think he is kind of a dick. Right. So I get it, but I also was like, I mean, it's clearly a joke. Everyone did it. Everyone would trash me in right. some way, you know. And it was a fun way to go in the interview. And he was just like, no. So once he did that, I was like, oh, he's not going to find what I'm saying. He's not going to find this story funny. Right. So I was a little that I was really off in that interview. It's not a great interview. Did he remember you from the thing? No, of course not. <laughs> no, he didn't. Rem he didn't remember me the next night. He was just bullshitting. No. All right. Well, Sammy, I hope the Knicks uh, yeah. wrapping up this segment. I, like I hope really. that the Knicks do get the first pick in the draft. And whoever Zion, this guy will Durant, save the world. Kyrie. Let's hope so. Zion, Durant and Kyrie. Good. You go to the bathroom? Yeah. Okay, Neil's going to the bathroom. I'll explain the third thing. Neil can't. This is how, when you get old, you can't even make it through a whole hour. Well, I got to go too, but I, I've trained myself to power through the four corners. Man. Nice. Okay, so this is, we play Scruples. Uh, we play a lot of games sometimes. We were going to do a Knicks quiz, but forget it. We we're going to do play Scruples, which is like a morality play. Last week we, we did do it. That. We should do the Knicks quiz too, man. I want to see. Do, see okay, next up. time you come, we'll do the Knicks uh, quiz, I cool. promise. Okay, so we... Um, um, so like, I think, uh, as an example, we mentioned last week, we did it with, uh, who was here last week, Neil, Neil, yeah. who was here last week? Uh, last week oh yeah. Tommy Latch who, uh, books the strip. So we did scruples with him and, uh, we, but we all laughed at like, um, if a woman fell down a hundred feet in front of you, would you go pick her up? Like, and so right. we all, you know, and of course he was like, well, I'm going to look around and see if somebody else would do it. You know uh -huh. what I mean? Like we all have it. So we'll sure. see how good your morality is with the game of scruples. Let's do the first one. Um, I'm going to like put it as an example with Phil. You discover your good friend, let's say Phil Hanley is a foreign spy. Wow. Right? Do you report him? 
Now he's on your show. You know Phil for a long time. But if you discover that he was a Canadian spy, do you call the FBI? I Phil mean, Hanley? Phil has been dead weight in the show for quite some time. <laughs> so. No, I don't know. I mean, do I do, do I report Phil? That's a good question. I mean, Canadian what if he's spy, giving secrets. Is yeah, our beef can, with Canada yeah, that bad? Yeah. I know yeah. Trump. And, <laughs> I know, <laughs> what can be? Well, I used him. I can't use Mackie, and I can't I use Trump, Liz. I know Trump and Trudeau had like a little thing, but <laughs> like are a we Russian spy. How about like a know. Russian? Maybe he's a sleeper cell. You if know, he's Phil. A, if he's a Russian spy, then yeah, I turn him in. Okay, let's USA say all the, all way all the way, baby. Maybe he's just making. How do you turn a spy in? What do you call like the local FBI? FBI, or and you just go like my friend's I think a I spy. Got some, can you look into this guy. They would just hang up on you, wouldn't they? No, no. no. I, they might hang up on you, but they might look into him. I would, yeah. I would. Phil's a spy. I think I gotta. You report. I don't him, know, man. I mean, if you what find out the, I'm a spy. Does Phil have think? anything coming up that I gotta? I could see if like a late night set. <laughs> give, give me something to like. Yeah. <laughs> that would be funny, right? I'm gonna mess up his tour with Aziz. I don't know, man. <laughs> I would feel bad. You know? I don't. I don't know because then it's like I. I'd always think about myself first as usual. What do you mean? I'd just be like, is this gonna? Am Come I gonna thrown? If am I gonna get thrown in this? Awfulness, and then you I'll just turn speak. them in. They Maybe I'll just live are. my life and just ignore it. That'd and be then great, just <laughs> visiting Phil in the detention center. Like, it's like you piece of shit. I was like, what? He's like, I'm not a spy. I'm like, I felt like you were. I don't know. I, I missed like all the. I missed those signals. I missed that. I missed that whole thing up. <laughs> all right, a friend is. Wait, gone. wait, you didn't say if your friend. If I'm a. If you find out like I'm. I'm spying. I'm a Russian spy. Or I'm spying for like. If you were like a you Russian spy, in? I'd turn you in. in two really? Seconds. Yeah. Why? Why? Country's going down a toilet. You're back with Kevin Brennan after that. <laughs> Kevin Brennan might be a spy. We'll <laughs> Who's he uh, a spy for? What country? His own country, like anarchy. Steve Bannon. Who knows? Um, your friend is going to a big meeting. His zipper is down. Would you tell him? So, like, if yeah, Mackie was going one. to a meeting, yeah. well, it, yeah, it depends on the friend, right? Like Mackie, I think it'd be hilarious, <laughs> just because Mackie is, yeah, he's I going in know. to get a deal with HBO. He's got his, his thing down, zipper down. In that unlikely scenario, I will tell him that I won't tell him. No, let I think it'd be funny if he went in. With let <laughs> me answer for Neil. Yeah, if my zipper was down, no way, shape, or form would Neil tell me that my zipper was. Yeah, down. no, it's just too there's, much fun yeah, to watch that. There's no because it's, it's so sad that you would do it in the yeah. first place. Like it just <laughs> sadness. No one's makes ever me grateful laugh. either. No people. Yeah. You know, it's never like someone a thing where someone's like, "Oh, thank you." They're always like, "Ugh." Yeah, I just went to somewhere. I went no, to I would say a, thank you. Oh my god, I just I went to do. a show. I can't. I'm you just, see a hot chick with a with a toilet paper on her shoe. You go tell her, or you just let her walk. Is around. she like? I so let her walk. Do around. I know her? Or do no. I, no. Then why would I? Because mm. I don't think she'd be grateful. I think she'd just be like, oh. ugh. <laughs> don't you think? I, I, mean, I don't know. I, I tell, tell people, people if I think they want to know. I tell people if I think they. I want usually to. tell. Them. Well, the guy. Yeah, I just went to a show. It was like a cabaret. Damn, I can't remember what show it was. The guy went on stage and he was there, and and the guy went off stage and back on stage. Yeah, and then I guess he went to the bathroom. So his zippers, I mean, it's down oh. on stage. Oh wow! But it just ruined the whole show because everyone <laughs> just looking at. It. So I wish someone would have said something. What did you do? I just Your sat there and go down. Yeah, yeah. I guess. How about it ruined the whole show? Do you yeah. tell a comic? Do you say it to a comic? Yes, uh, during I've seen the show. I've seen comics during before the they've gone. No, before they've gone on stage. I've gotten that heckle. It's an annoying heckle. Yeah. It's like your zipper's, zipper's down. down. I'm like, all right, well, I guess I just gotta recover. It's I'm, a heckle, or your zipper was down. Yeah, was it down? Yeah. Oh, oh well, shit. then you got it. It's <laughs> yeah, a good heckle. Got to deal I with guess. it <laughs> because then you just you'll never move on from that. You know. All right, let's do this one. Six months after moving into a new home, you discover a secret hole in the wall with gold coins. <laughs> do you try and find the owner and give back the coins, the previous owner? 
I'm so lazy. I don't return mail. <laughs> I think like I probably wouldn't. No. Wait, if your neighbor does get has, if you get their mail, you just hold on to it. Usually. Let me answer for Neil again. He's no or way. If, what if it's something like you think it's important? Like, then I would do it, but it, it always looks like unimportant. Yeah. So oh, it's always it's like junk. Some, what about if they get their magazine? You check it out first. You read it. I'm not a big magazine guy anymore, unless I'm like yeah. on an airplane or something. Then you keep it. You know what I did the other day? Some people send in screeners. You know, you get the screeners from saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There must be four people in this building. So the doorman had them in a like a um, a rubber band and handed me just the packet. So I start. I thought they're all for me. I don't even look at the thing. So I start opening and I'm like, oh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Next one, Bohemian Rhapsody. Next one, Bohemian. I'm like, why are you sending me three copies? And I realized they're none of them for me. You know, one's for me and the other two are for other people. So of course I go downstairs. They're waiting for their screeners. I go downstairs. I give them back. Yeah, and I'm like you. I say don't, apology. I, don't, I just can't go downstairs. <laughs> well, downstairs. I, would, I, I forgot to pay SAG off, so I, I don't have the screeners. I, I, I was so pissed. I want to see. Say I want to see Bohemian Rhapsody, but I want to see it that badly. I'll and then it I, to you. You want it? Really? Yeah. I and then also the thing about that movie is like I've heard so many terrible things about it. I've heard people either love it or they're like... Oh, I liked it. He, well, I have a friend who's an actor and he was like, he didn't... Rami Malek didn't play the role like with enough fear or something. Like, he Are says, you serious? He's going to win the Academy Award. I know, but my friend who's he's like... Won he, my friend's award. a good actor and he was like, he was like, that guy is a great actor, but he wasn't... He kind of... He gave critiques and I was like, oh, I, I have to see it now. I want to see... He won the SAG Award and the Golden Globe. Did how you about, like that movie? I liked it. I thought it's it was... Not, it's about, not any... It's not a Star great... Is Born? Is that, is that, I like the Star is Born. Okay. I haven't yeah. seen any... I saw Roma and I saw... Um, well, how was, how Roma? was Roma? I mean, see it in the theater, man. Because here's the thing. It's a slow burn. It's mm. foreign and it's black and white. I can't do that at home. I had to go to a theater. <laughs> yeah, because you I just get up and down and leave. I can't do movies with subtitles at home. I just get distracted too easily. Beale Street is a little slow, but I liked it. Yeah, well, I like that. I like that filmmaker. Yeah. All right. Let's do. Um, wait. So you're not giving back the gold coins? No, Neil. I'm gonna answer for my Neil. place. No, no way. Neil no is way, taking no the gold way. coins. My place now. And trying to. Catch I got these the eggs. painting. Remember when I got the painting? Oh yeah, Neil got a painting. I got a painting. That some guy delivered a painting to my house. <laughs> and you didn't return it? No, no. Because I was. I've always. My fantasy has been to steal a painting or have a painting. <laughs> and so I thought, oh shit! From it's a, like from a museum. God's, by the way. It's like God's talking to oh, me. Thomas Crown Affair is freaking yeah, bad. Yeah, he, right? he wants. Right? Isn't that? I know. That's. I think that's like that's that, that's my goal. All right. In life. So what'd you do with the painting? No, Tell I him. kept. It was a long. I'll try to make this short. It, it goes on and on. But so I get this painting and I undo the painting and it's like a weird oil painting. Like it looked like something like out of I wasn't supposed to get and it looked weird and it looked valuable. It so like it was all for ten million. It was all yeah, it was like really strange that this whole thing Just happened. In a black market like a Francis Bacon <laughs> yeah. or something. Holy shit. So and then I'm like, Bethel, we got this painting, it's amazing. And then so we're sitting with this in a like a tube, like a tube, and then the the, the day later the the guy comes and knocks on our door. Right. Did you see this? And then I said, nope. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't see it. And then, What is that on your wall? Right <laughs> <laughs> it was sitting over. This, the next day we had it over there, but Bethel starts to crack. You know, Bethel starts feeling bad, and then she starts to crack. I'm like, we've already lied now. We can't not lie. We just Damn. have to go with the lie. Like, once we lie, we go with the lie. And then, But Bethel cracked, so cut to two days later. Bethel goes out like an ass and is like, it wouldn't be this thing that you're talking about. And then the guy's like, oh, yeah, because this door, the guy that fucked up and delivered to us, he right. came back like six times in two days. <laughs> That'd be great if they like, ruined your marriage slowly. <laughs> Don't talk about the fucking painting. Yeah. 
<laughs> it really did become this whole they thing. They go appraise it. It's but $10 million. The guy, <laughs> a guy was going to get, the real, pro, Bethel felt bad for this guy. He was going to get fired. Oh. The guy that delivered to the wrong address. Right. Delivered to us. And then, I don't know. I didn't feel bad. I thought it was like kind of my right to have this painting. No, I thought it, it was destiny. not whatsoever destiny. your right fate. to have that painting. It felt right. fatey. Fate. You, well, destiny. That I got a painting probably worth nothing. It was probably right, worth like nothing. five. No, it was worth like between five and 10,000 a set. And then, because what it turned out to it's be funny, is, what you'll what, what, you, we see what you're willing to lie for. Yeah, because in theory, you're like, no, nah, it's got to be like a million dollar painting. But then you're like, no, nah, I'd do it for, for a couple five grand. Bucks. Uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah. what do you do? What do you what do you do in that situation once you lie? You do shouldn't you, have lied. You're just gonna not lie. Stay All right, but let's say you lie and you make a mistake. Then do you go back and yes. you go back and tell them like Bethel did? Like we, you put it in that tubey thing and, and go, say, well, "You're talking about this? Oh yeah, oh, you think that? But that makes you look like an ass too. You might as well continue Whatever. on with Take the lie. Take two seconds of an ass that's for the so, rest of your so, life. That's so funny to just be like. Uh, yeah, you got to say something like, "Yeah, we talking about because you can't just go to be like, "Hey, uh, we lied, we lied to you." Yeah, yeah. this lied. is really embarrassing, but we we wanted the painting. All right, let's do this one, and we'll be done with it. Joe Mackey's girlfriend starts hitting at you hard at the comic strip, a uh, comic seller Christmas party. Mackey's passed out in the corner. She throws classic you classic Mackey. She throws, <laughs> she throws you in the coat closet. Starts coming on to you hard. You go for it. Do you go for it or crawl your way out of there because of your friendship with sweet Joe? I'm in, baby. <laughs> Suck it, Mackie. The kid just closed. <laughs> Neil. No, wait. Are you doing it because you are falling in love with this girl or just strictly nope. at Mackie? No, just, like just strictly at Mackie. It's a good thing to burn him on Twitter with. <laughs> and you take a picture, selfie. Burned you, Mackie. <laughs> Smooching on your girlfriend. Neil. Oh uh, yeah, no, I just I would say no. Yeah, crawl your way out of you, there. You if it, no. crawl your way out of what there. No, I mean, obviously I wouldn't do it, but and it's then, fun yeah. to think that I would. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. then you have the problem on your hands with Joe. I don't know how to tell you this about your girl. I totally boned her, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, you didn't sleep with my girlfriend. I'm like, wait, was that your girlfriend you're talking about back <laughs> oh, there? That's, that's, a, that's the right answer, like that. The you're one with no me. top on right <laughs> now, yeah. that one. That might work. That could work. Uh, Sam, thanks for coming in and doing this. It was with fun, us. man. Uh, the way we end the show is uh, one good thing or one bad thing of the week. You can take, you can pick anything. Like you didn't get your screeners to something great happened this week. I'm going to start with my thing. It's a bad thing this week. My baby will not sleep through the night. Mm. I mean, two o'clock, four o'clock. She is. If, if there was grades for baby right now, she would get an F for sleeping. She's failing baby. <laughs> I can't. You cannot fail baby. Just baby sleep. Just go to bed. What happens? Like what? what she wakes the, up hungry or I don't know. She just she you can see her on the monitor. She just gets, gets uncomfortable. How much can Gina take care? Can Gina take care? We're of both all? getting up. She Sometimes Gina feeds her. Sometimes I rock her back to sleep and put her down. But, you know, my sleep pattern is two hours, three hours. But two can hours. you get a whole night and let Gina take care of a night? No. And then she's you, you got to wake up next, for work. But so you got gotta, the next night? No, I can sleep during the day. So okay. I got the next night. If sleeping I moved, during the day sucks. Sleeping during the day sucks. <laughs> oh, it does. I really hate sleep. it. I need Too that guilty. chunk of sleep. It, the guilt. So that's my bad thing of the week. Neil? I, I thought this week, I thought I this whole thing with Trump, this care. Oh, he keeps saying, Trump. no, he keeps saying the care. It's kind of funny, but he keeps saying the caravans are coming still yeah it's like there's two more caravans built up and they're coming like it's i don't know who it's scaring or what it, i guess it's scaring somebody but it made me laugh and it was like uh growing up me and lenny when we were growing up you might not know this but when we were uh 
they the big thing was the killer bees were coming. Oh yeah, every and year so something's coming. I was like, us. I feel like Trump's just rehashed the killer bee article and put caravan in place of throwback killer bee. racism, man. Yeah, oh, it, we have uh, everything. Not only killer bees one yeah. year, the bird flu is coming to kill us, the mosquitoes. But I I went and looked up an old killer bee article about yeah. them coming and. It's almost like he did it. It's almost like he took out killer bees and replaced it with caravan because it's the South same America. thing. They're coming from South America. They're gonna come through Mexico. Yeah. They're gonna get you. And it's like, <laughs> oh my god, he just is. The, he that's what I think's in his head when he's talking about caravans. He's really talking about killer bees. <laughs> you know what's hilarious too is I heard Nancy Pelosi now is saying like uh, she she said, well I'm not opposed to some sort of barrier. You know, so it's like. So he said wall, and you said I'm okay with a barrier, <laughs> and you shut like you're fighting over shapes. I know it's a, I the whole. You know what thing. I mean? Like what? They're what not, is, you know what's gonna happen? Nothing. They're just talking like. Uh, well, they're I gonna could, shut down the government again. Yeah, again. It's gonna be shut down again in like in like a week or two. Since we're living in an insane time. Yeah. We just are. I would not we, want to be a government. Thank God. But then also, I'm realized like you know we fly a lot for work. It's I, like I'm God. petrified to get on a plane. Petrified. I have to go to Comedy Cellar Vegas coming up. By the way, if you're in Vegas at the end of the month, I'll be there. Petrified to get on that plane. These people aren't. I know they're gonna be pissed off. They don't care if I crash, and in fact, they want it just to prove a point. Right. That'll be my luck. One of the billion planes. It'll be my <laughs> stupid plane going to Vegas. To I don't even want to go anyway. <laughs> I don't want to go either. Oh, it's a week. Sammy, one good thing or one bad thing of the week? I don't know. I I can't tell. What this week has been so weird. I mean, I too. I too. I went to the Knicks and the Rangers game this week. That was for they both got crushed. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, good and bad. You, I, went, you had, probably had great seats. They were both good seats, man. Yeah, it was fun. It was uh, I, I nothing. I mean, it's been. I guess I, I'd say bad as I've been trying to drink less, and I gotten pretty hammered this week, oh. like a few times, because <laughs> uh, it's just hard, man. It's hard not to drink. I was at Gotham all weekend, and it was super fun because it was uh, like best weekend I've ever done in the city for sure. And uh, a lot of people I grew up with came out, but then you know you just end up drinking too much. I ended up at a karaoke bar with just a bunch of gay dudes from the show, (laughs) just singing. I read that tweet. Just singing, yeah, just singing Queen at like five a.m. What the hell am I doing? Yeah, you guys like what was it? Eight a.m. Eight p.m. I'm not drinking tonight. Four p.m. Four a.m. Mama (laughs) just killed a man. Yeah, goddamn. Sam, tell everybody your social media first. Sam Morell. Uh, on like Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. And where and are you going to be if anybody wants to come uh, and see you? This come out when? Uh, this will air Sunday, so so I'll be later. on Conan Tuesday, and I'll be in nice. uh, and I'll be in uh, the Philly Punchline. Uh, uh, and Philly Helium. Why did I say the punchline? Oh. Philly, wow, I will not be at the punchline. <laughs> Go to Helium, February seventh through tenth. So awesome. And then, and then I'll be in like Appleton this month, Royal Oak, Michigan. My agent really picked all the right places. For the, I'm in Vermont <laughs> next month, Boston. Oh I'm like the the oh. Winter Warrior tour. Bring your thermal underpants, uh, Sammy. Thanks for coming in and doing it. Thanks. All thanks right, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs>